to see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of a snow-dusted winding forest pathway lined with trees covered in holiday lights comes to uh, comes from yours truly uh, as I captured this dark and bright scene back on the evening of December 30th, 2023, during my visit to the Wild Center in Tupper Lake and the Forest Music Exhibit. Well, it's Thursday, and as I am and I and as I am one wake up away from a flight to Florida, one more wake up, yeah, one more wake up away from a flight to Florida, I need a vacation. I'm actually on vacation since Tuesday because I cashed in a few more vacation days to get there sooner, and you would, and you would think I would just be kicking back and relaxing, and I am, but I have I had a real serenity now moment this morning as I just about lost it, sitting in my countryside living room trying to enjoy the silence and shake off the condemnation of some poor food choices I've made over the last few days, but was disturbed over my food failure and triggered because of the white noise of my wife's rock tumbler that had been grinding away the hard edges of unseen rocks since last weekend. So I pulled the plug and shut that machine up to stop all the noise, 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 only to have to endure the rumbling of the furnace that decided the fire up to fill the vacuum of silence. Really? <laughs> and I'm still waiting. Uh, or I was. Uh, I mean, I get up early enough you would think I could find some silence to rest in, but that silence, I... Uh, the, the silence I find this morning will have to be a relative thing. Anyway, this path of walking in the spirit is all about finding peace that goes beyond all understanding that, and that is not contingent on conditions. And so we will practice. I know my unease this morning is more about my need to return to the new normal of my food plan and shake off the sugar-induced toxicity that I have subjected my body to over the last few days. But the condemnation Super Bowl vacation-inspired feast is over. And even though I may give myself permission to have a dessert while in the Magic Kingdom, today I'm going to um, purge. Yeah, today I'm going to purge my system with copious amounts of water and account for every morsel that goes into my mouth. My body isn't used to eating junk anymore, and while I feel better this morning, I felt absolutely sick to my stomach last night, as I had a persistent bellyache that stayed with me when I laid down to sleep. But today is a new day, and I know that I can find healing and peace in the presence of the Lord. So let's get there. It's the second day of Lent, and so we will try to recover physically by drawing close to God spiritually. As I continue my personal walkthrough of Gracia Grindal's 40-day journey with Martin Luther to observe and celebrate the Lenten season, in this walkthrough, in this walkthrough of Grindal's devotional, it is our hope that we will get to know Martin Luther a little better as we seek to draw closer to the Lord on our journey to Resurrection Sunday, our Easter, and so we continue with the 40-day journey with Martin Luther, with journey day number two.
And Martin Luther writes, It is a good thing to let prayer be the first business of the morning and the last at night. Guard yourself carefully against those false, deluding ideas which tell you, Wait a little while. I will pray in an hour. First I must attend to this or that. Such thoughts get you away from prayer into other affairs which so hold your attention and involve you that nothing comes of prayer for that day. When your heart has been warmed by such recitation of, to, to yourself of the Ten Commandments, the words of Christ, etc., and is intent upon the matter, kneel or stand with your hands folded and your eyes toward heaven and speak or think as briefly as you can. O Heavenly Father, dear God, I am a poor, unworthy sinner. I do not deserve to raise my eyes or hands toward thee or to pray. But because thou hast commanded us all to pray and hast promised to hear us, and through thy dear Son Jesus Christ hast taught us both how and what to pray, I come to thee in obedience to thy word, trusting in thy gracious promise. I pray in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ, together with all thy saints and Christians on earth, as he has taught us, our Father who art, through the whole prayer, word for word. That was from Martin Luther. And now we move on to the biblical wisdom for today from our devotional. It's, it's from 1 Thessalonians 5, 14 through 18, and the word of God says, and we urge you, beloved, to admonish the idlers, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with all of them. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And our study... Uh, blessedly calls for silence for meditation. And so our, our, our instruction to you, uh, dear listener or reader, uh, is to pause the podcast or stop reading and sit quietly for 60 seconds or 1, 5, 10, 15 minutes or however long you feel comfortable with and have time for. Focus on your breath and the calm stillness in the present moment that is always available to us in God's creation. Meditate on how, uh, uh, well, meditate on Martin Luther's comments for the day and the content of today's biblical wisdom. And oh, praise the Lord, when I wrote that, the, the furnace or whatever was rumbling, uh, whatever was going, has stopped. And I had, I had, I had found silence. And I thank the Lord when I wrote that. Anyway, uh, we move along in our devotional to the questions to ponder. And the first one, it asks the question, why and how is the heart warmed by the recitation of the Ten Commandments and the words of Christ? Does your faith community encourage such recitation? If so, in what ways? If not, why not? I just took a few moments uh, to compare uh, to compile the Bible verses for the Ten Commandments, the Lord's Prayer, and the text for the Apostle Creed, and put them in a separate Word document, um, and reflected on them briefly and recited them aloud. That simple practice of reading God's Word aloud that confirms His law, uh, prays to the Father, and declares what I believe as a disciple 
of Jesus Christ uh, has given me peace. You could say it was warm my heart because I feel connected to the Lord and assured of who I am as a child of God as I recite those words. No wonder Martin Luther re recommends this. While the body of Christ in my local church encourages a lifestyle of prayer, I would say that the recitation of creed, scripture, or prayers is a practice that is not specifically encouraged. Uh, doing the Nicene Creed and the Lord's Prayer was a part of the liturgy in my childhood church tradition, but I currently am a member of a non-denominational seeker-friendly church, and the recitation of creeds or prayers together as a corporate body just doesn't happen. While the Lord Jesus himself warned about vain repetitions of prayer, uh, I can see why churches recite creeds, scripture, or prayers together. They give honor to God, confirm our corporate and individual faith, and bring us together in unity. Why my current church, church doesn't do creeds or recitations of scriptures together as a body would be a question opposed to my church leadership. But one could make the point uh, of standing on Jesus' words in Matthew 6, 7, you know, or, or, or would want to avoid dead religious practices where a well-intentioned recitation can become meaningless as people just parrot words that are far from their hearts and minds. Anyway, the next question is, why do you think Luther recommends a certain position of the body as important for the beginning of prayer? I think that Luther suggests a certain position of the body because the religious tradition of his day was pretty strict in teaching how teaching how one is to present themselves to the Lord in prayer. His instruction doesn't demand bowing down but the, uh, before the Lord, as, uh, as you can kneel or stand, but it demands reverently folding one's hands and looking upward to heaven. We are to present ourselves humbly to the Lord. If we understand his holiness and fear him, we look up because he is from above. Jesus did ascend, after all, and we look to the clouds for his return. So we get a certain position to show God that uh, we understand his holiness, I think. Uh, the next question is, how is it possible to pray without ceasing? I think it is possible uh, to pray without ceasing by, quote-unquote, walking with and talking with God all day long through walking in the Spirit, being God-conscious, living in the context of the kingdom of God, and continually bringing God into our experience by talking to Him, seeking His presence, and being surrendered to His will. That's praying without ceasing to me, anyway. And then our devotional presents a psalm fragment from Psalm 5. We get verses 1 through 3, and the psalmist wrote, Give ear to my words, O Lord, give heed to my sighing, Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you will hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and watch. Amen. And uh, then we move along to journal reflections, uh, where our devotional <laughs> directs us to reflect on any difficulties you may have had in the past in keeping a regular schedule of prayer. See whether or not you can detect false, deluding ideas that have kept you from keeping a schedule. 
I've been doing this daily spiritual practice for so long that I don't, I don't recall specific false or deluding ideas that kept me from keeping a schedule. Um, or keep me from keeping a schedule. But in the early days of my walk, there was a battle to establish my practice as simple a simple rebelliousness and pride that said I didn't want I don't want to or I'm tired would speak up or in my drinking days I would be hung over and be just be just plain sick and unable to focus on anything other than not hurting but Luther's passage points out the common trap uh, the enemy uses uh, to discourage prayer the idea that you can do it later or have other things to do but really there's nothing more important to your faith walk and peace of mind than spending some time each day in, with God in prayer or Bible study and meditation. The next journal prompting uh, asks us to meditate on the expression, pray without ceasing. To what degree does it define your experience? Think back to yesterday and write down the several times and ways in which you may have called upon God. I would say uh, praying without ceasing describes my experience pretty well, except when it doesn't. Uh, I'm only human after all and make mistakes. Yesterday my praying and without ceasing started off great because I rose, did some spiritual reading and journaling through my blog and podcast, and then rushed off to my old Roman Catholic church for an early Ash Wednesday service. But then I ran into my mother and we ended up going to breakfast where I ignored my food plan. With my plan compromised, I gave it in the flesh and bought a bunch of sweets, sweet snacks and overate on and off throughout the day. When my belly started aching, I prayed for healing and, forgiving, and forgiveness and went to my recovery ministry meeting last night open, where I openly confessed my failures and prayed for God to help me and the others with their struggles. So, even in my wandering, I went back to the Lord, and that is where we should all try to stay in his presence, trying to follow what he says is best for our lives. Then there's the um, last journal prompting says, reflect on how it makes you feel to know that the saints in heaven and on earth are praying with you and you are praying with them. It is a great comfort uh, to know that we are not alone in the body of Christ and that while we may seem alone at times, all of us are together when we connect to the Lord in prayer. And finally, um, I ask us to pray some things. Um, prayers for the life of faith. Um, the prompting is, pray that you and anyone journeying with you can establish and keep a schedule of prayer faithfully through the next 40 days. So let's do that. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I pray that I can be more faithful in praying without ceasing and pray for anyone reading our, or hearing this message to be successful in establishing a regular schedule of prayer. Help us to be successful over the next 40 days of Lent. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And finally, they give us a prayer to pray for today. Dear Jesus, uh, Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have given me the words with which to pray. Thank you that I can come to you any time in prayer with any concern at all. Amen. Amen. That uh, concludes our journey for day two with uh, Martin Luther. 
and we move along to today's Bible verse, which is comes to us from the Quick Scripture Reference for Counseling by John G. Cruis. This morning's meditation verse is come from the section on communication, gossip, and lying, and it's a large portion today. We have James 3, 1 through 12, and the Word of God says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird or of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, uh, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a, small, a salt pond yield fresh water. Today's verses fall under the twelfth point of our Counseling Reference Guide's resource section on communication, gossip, and lying, and that twelfth point is tame the tongue. It can be very destructive. Today's verses encourage us to try to bridle the tongue because of the immense damage our words can do. James calls, the, calls for the image of setting fires with our careless words to impress upon us how seriously we should take our speech. He also shows how inappropriate it is for us to use the same instrument to bless others with that we curse people with, reminding us that this should not be so. So... Let's try to bridle the unruly, that unruly beast and only use our words to bring encouragement, healing, and love. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from According to Your Word, Morning and Evening Through the New Testament by Stephen F. Alford. And today's a collection of journals, well... It's a collection of journals from 1940 and 41, and today Alford prompts us to read uh, Mark chapter 7. From Mark 7, he shares uh, part of Mark 7.24, which, which says, He could not be hidden. And Alford writes, Wherever Christ is given his rightful place, he cannot be hidden. For he is the light of the world, and therefore a light which cannot be hidden. Christ is the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. John 1.9 He could not be hidden. 
This was also said of Peter and John, for it is recorded that when people saw them, they took knowledge of them, that they had been with Jesus. Paul's greatest ambition was that Christ should live in him. He could say, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Galatians 2.20 The Lord said in that wonderful sermon of his, let your light so shine that they glorify your Father in Matthew 5.16. And Alfred ends his devotional uh, with the prayer, Oh, that this might be said of my life. Amen. Yeah. You can't really hide when you... You sort of stand out when you proclaim Jesus Christ, like Peter and John did and Paul did. When you live for the, the kingdom, uh, you're going to look different. You're going to do different things. And uh, it's a good thing. <laughs> the world is desperately wicked with sin. And that's why the Lord calls us out of the darkness as the light of the world to encourage us to, to walk in the light where, is he, where he is in the light. So we do that with the things we say and the things we do and uh, through our prayer life. So we try to be more and more like Jesus you know, by doing what he did. Jesus was a man of prayer. He's a man of good works. And as a disciple of Jesus Christ, that's what we should do. We should pray and do good works and uh, not curse those we bless. Use our words for good, not evil. So that's what we try to do here at the blog is to encourage a lifestyle of Christian discipleship because it made a great difference in my life. Um, after the Lord saved me through a radio gospel message, he put a fire in me to read the word and to be an authentic Christian. And uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a tall order. And it took years uh, for me to, well, to get free from drugs and alcohol, to get free of sexual addiction. And now I'm taking the, the battle to food addiction and winning. Um, but when we forget ourselves, when we try to comfort ourselves with the things of this world, we quickly discover that it's... Uh, doesn't satisfy and uh, we were never meant to satisfy our flesh uh, as a way as a means to happiness and um, the, the word suggests pray without ceasing so we can keep that connection with the Lord that's where we find our peace and that goes beyond all understanding and beyond our circumstances and so we encourage you to you know to keep on walking and talking with God uh, to develop some sort of practice for you where you can connect to that truth that'll give you life and life more abundantly. And uh, I found it, I lost it, and drop it occasionally, but uh, I keep going back home to where the Father is. And uh, that's where he is, he, he is, and that's where I'm going to live today as I recover physically from eating too much. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to, we're going to focus and, and, um, Focus on spiritual things and pack my bags and get ready to go to Disney World where I'll be surrounded by the world. But we'll, we'll take it. Um, we'll take it with the, with the awe and wonder of the, and the faith of the child and try not to get drawn in um, in the midst of it and just to enjoy our lives um, with this vacation coming up. So that's what we're to do. So let's get on with it and we'll pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. And uh, 
We just pray for you to be with us today, to remind us to stay in your presence, to pray without ceasing, and to not step off the path, because it just hurts when we do that. And uh, Lord, we pray for our friends today who might have to work, or most of us would. And uh, we pray for you to strengthen them for the challenges they face today. Help them in whatever way you can, uh, because we all need your help, Lord. Uh, so come alongside them, their prayer request, their walk of faith. And while you're at it, Lord, even though I'm not doing my day job, um, we pray for you to be with us today, too. Uh, open our eyes to the things you want us to see and help us accomplish what you want us to accomplish today. Because all we want to do is represent you in your kingdom. So help us, Lord. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we love you, and we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.